Good afternoon, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Team Podcast. And we're down to the last team in the NFC East, and that is the Washington football team. And Wiz, I am very excited to talk about this offense and this situation. Uh, I think there's a lot of promise here. And Washington, who made the playoffs with a cast of characters at quarterback last year, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more stable situation, and Ron Rivera has this franchise moving in a proper direction. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I find interesting is that uh, Ron Rivera has not even announced, or made the announcement that Ryan Fitzpatrick is their starter. Um, I'm not sure why they're holding off on that, or what the holdup is, or what the reasoning is, but I guess the question is, now Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be drafted, as a quarterback one but he's always one of these guys when he gets hot you kind of like to have him on your team as a streaming option so where do you fall under do you feel like you'll be okay with that and you want to be able to have the option if he starts getting hot or are you concerned that if it's it's tragic he could get unseated by uh heineke uh, or kyle allen yeah so there's a lot to discuss here of a player that has been around the league. I think he's played with nine franchises so far. Uh, he has had some levels of success, uh, particularly recently, right? So if we look at Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015, he turned around a, a, a pretty moribund franchise in the Jets on offense. He, he actually led them to a winning season. Brandon Marshall had a monster year last that, that year. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick in that year started 15 games, threw for almost 4,000 yards, and was extremely efficient. And I think the last couple of years of the Dolphins, when given the opportunity, uh, some very, very good games. I think the few games that he played uh, a few years ago for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all also significant production. Uh, look, I love the offensive pieces that he has around them. Uh, I think Washington has a great defense, which we can talk about how that may impact the offense and, and stylistically in terms of games that they're going to play. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has a lot of appeal. I think he'll end up being the quarterback here. I'm surprised he hasn't been named that either. But, you know, Henneke was was remarkable in that playoff game against Tom Brady, almost beating the Super Bowl champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's in a great situation. We know he takes seriously the role of mentorship. He's got a couple of young quarterbacks behind him. I think he'll utilize his skill set in that way. But I also think he'll utilize his ability as a quarterback in this offense. Uh, he's been making comments already about the excitement that he has with the with the cast that he has on, on offense. And I think there's a lot of promise here. And I think you can go ahead and with confidence draft Ryan Fitzpatrick as a definitive streaming option and maybe potentially a guy who sneaks into that top 15 in terms of production as a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, another another player where, you know, he could get hot and he could start rolling off and um, reeling off some 300-yard games as we've seen, or he could be benched and we've seen that as well. So I think that, that – um, that's an interesting, an interesting player with a wide range of outcomes. And uh, I know if you're a Washington fan, you're hoping you get a nice, steady version of uh, version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And uh, where there well, is so, a lot to like. And, and I'll say yeah. this, Wiz. If we look at his last 16 starts, right, and that was mostly with the Dolphins. I think you could sprinkle in a couple, a couple of Tampa Bay starts. But in those 16 games, he averaged 297 combined yards. That includes rushing. 
28 touchdowns passing and five touchdowns on runs. And he's not a young guy, right? He still run. He still has the moxie to take off and run when he has to. But when you look at that kind of a production, and I think we both agree, we we like the offensive skill set or skill set position players around him. There, there's definite intrigue around the player. And you know, yes, we did talk about the player and wide range of outcomes. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I definitely like the top side on this player. Perhaps I'm in a little bit of a delusional uh, 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 room at the moment in terms of Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I do love the players around him, and I just love what Ryan Fitzpatrick brings to the table when he's is is on the field. All right, you're definitely leading the way for the Ryan Fitzpatrick fan club this year. And there's a lot to like at the running back position. Antonio Gibson just has that look of one of these guys, looks like he's gliding on the field, can do it all. Um, I think he's pretty much solidified and solid as a running back, too. And, you know, we've talked about the other running backs on teams. And, boy, when you look at J.D. McKissick's stats, 80 catches, 110 targets, and while he's clearly the second guy on that team at the running back position, I feel he almost has carved out uh, a niche as, you know, a, a flex starter in fantasy football as one of these guys who just, especially if you're in a PPR league. So you agree with running back two status for, um, for, uh, for Gibson and also flex status for McKissick. All right, so Gibson, uh, you know, this is a player that I talked about very, very early on last year. I had my eye on him uh, for a number of different reasons. Uh, it worked out well, and I think they had training wheels on him the first couple of weeks in the season, and they kind of took them off gradually. I mean, they were trying to use Peyton Barber in there. I had my partner Jimmy trying to tell me that Peyton Barber was going to be the guy. I had to sit him down and, and set him straight on that one. Um but Gibson was extremely effective until, I remember what he did on Thanksgiving Day. And then that toe injury really, unfortunately, derailed the season. Otherwise, I think it would have been on his way to a 1,000-yard season. Um, you know, you'd like to think that that this, this player, with a normal uh, preparation time, that it'll be a very, very different story. I think they probably didn't utilize him enough in the passing game last year. But McKissick, as you mentioned, was certainly a, a, a very skilled guy in terms of that regard. So... I do love Gibson as a two. I, I don't. I, I think I find it hard that he would actually enter the discussion as a number one guy, but he did have the nose for the end zone. That that that's there's no. He had 11 touchdowns last year, uh, rushing, and they were not afraid to utilize him, and he was effective and short. Uh, yarded situations and a guy who's learning the position a little bit tall yes but he's so big he's so strong he's so athletic um i i, I love the player um but i think he will stay in the number two running back uh in terms of discussion coming into the year could i see him putting up number one numbers it really depends on the rest of this offense and kind of how it evolves uh jd mckissick it's kind of hard to repeat the number of catches that he had uh, 80 catches is a lot for a running back. Uh, I, I would think there would be some regression there given the pieces around them. And, and I don't know, last year maybe McKissick benefited by the fact that you had a, a bunch of guys dumping the ball off and, and not as experienced quarterbacks, where I think I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of a dump-down guy as much. So my personal view is McKissick sees a pretty distinct drop in catches. He'll still be helpful in a lot of games, but not the type of production that you got last year. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, moving to the, the wide receiver's position. The question is, Terry McLaurin looks like he has just 
tremendous amount of skill, and he has just been itching for a quarterback that could throw the ball and get him the ball when he's open. So does your boy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, does he elevate Terry McLaurin to wide receiver one status this year? Slam dunk wide receiver one Terry McLaurin this year. Yeah, that, 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 that's my view on Terry McLaurin. Uh, we, you talked about this before, and, and we've mentioned it on a number of podcasts, and you think about who's been throwing on the ball the last couple of years and the production that you've gotten out of the player in his first two seasons as an NFL player. I think it's kind of remarkable when you really think about it. So, yeah, I think slam dunk number one, if Ryan Fitzpatrick, is, if my view on Fitzpatrick holds true, there's going to be big seasons from, for, from Terry McLaurin. There's going to be big season from Curtis Samuel. We know how he finished up the season season in Carolina and there's a lot of familiarity with this player having played with Ron Rivera before uh they brought Adam Humphreys in there they drafted Dami Brown so and and who's who's also been talked about a lot in terms of his athletic ability but I think McLaurin is the guy uh given a steadier quarterback presence what he's done in the last two years without that uh, I think just elevates him automatically into that discussion and, uh, yeah, I don't mind you. You know, I, I, I could see that point. And uh, I think if he's not a lock wide receiver, Warren, he's certainly on the cusp of it, certainly in that area. So I think, you know, I could be talked into that as well. As far as Curtis Samuel goes, I, I just appear that he's one of these steady guys. Uh, he could, He's a do-it-all, jet sweeps, hand him off the ball, throw, throw it to him. He had um, 77 for 851. Uh, he had five total touchdowns, three receiving to rushing. Um, he's an important part of an offense because he's just one of these guys that can do a lot of things. Uh, so I have I have Curtis Samuel as wide receiver three. I think he's clearly going to be the third choice probably uh, behind um, behind McLaurin and Logan Thomas, who we're going to get to in a second. Um, do you have Curtis Samuel in that range as wide receiver three? Yeah, I, I think he's a wide receiver three for sure. I, I think that, I mean, again, a guy that could sneak up a little bit, and depending on how they use him, you know, you mentioned his use in the running game. I think it depends on that. Uh, but we, I love the way the player finished last season. And I think uh, I think I, look, Rivera and the Washington football team spent the, spent some significant money to bring him into the fold here. And um, and I, you know, moving on to Logan Thomas, um, he was he was tremendous. Seventy-two catches, one hundred nine targets. Um, he had six six touchdowns. Um, he looks and as the you know he's not a young guy. Um, he's thirty years old, but it looks like he's going to be a steady guy, someone that you could comfortably draft uh, inside the top ten at the tight end position. I know you're you know you've been talking up Logan Thomas. Um, you don't have a problem him being looked at as a tight end one, and you're probably going to try and get some equity on Logan Thomas this year as well. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do. I think, I think too, if we if we think about the kind of the history with Fitzpatrick and and what he's willing to do, I think he likes those big targets. And Logan Thomas is, has learned the position well. Uh, this is a guy who was a former backup quarterback. He's a big, big guy. Not a lot of wear and tear on him, so I'm not too worried about the age kind of impacting him because he hasn't taken the hits that most guy would have most guys would have taken by this time uh, because he spent a lot of times really holding a clipboard over the last few years in the NFL. Uh, but last year, breakout season, I think uh, Washington utilized his skill set. He's fast. He gets the, he, He's able to actually catch balls down the field. And I think it fits perfectly with Ryan Fitzpatrick. If we, if we think about what Fitzpatrick was doing with Kasiki in the second half of 2019, 
Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about him being the third option in this offense. Yep, and I, I, I think he's rock solid, and uh, I, I think he should be drafted as a tight end one in all formats. Um, there's not really much to say about Dustin Hopkins. Hopkins, that 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 uh, kicker, he he was just okay, uh, pretty inconsistent. Uh, you know, I doubt Washington is going to be a team that scores 35, 40 points a game. So with all that said, I'm going to take a pass on Hopkins. The defense is certainly going to be viewed as a top 12 defense. The question is if Fitzpatrick could move the ball the way you feel. Get those first downs. Keep the defense off the field. Give that defense leads in the second half of games. Don't you think that the Washington football team's defense has a chance to be at the very, very top five, you know, certainly in the top three or five in terms of defenses if their offense improves the way a lot of people think they will? Oh, yeah, I think I think you're dead on. Uh, we, we saw what Chase Young did as a rookie. Now, they did lose Ryan Kerrigan, who, who was a real veteran presence on this defense. He's not going to be part of the Washington football team. Uh, but Montez Sweat is here, Jonathan Allen. You know, they drafted Jameen Davis. Uh, I know a player that you like. John Bostic is here at linebacker. William Jackson, very talented player. They still have my ex-giant Landon Collins back there. But this is a tremendous defense. They get after the quarterback. Uh, they're aggressive. And I think they definitely benefit from the offense being better. I, I guess the one question I have for you is, if, if, if this defense is as dominating as it could potentially be, does, is that potentially an impact on... I, this is kind of a little bit of a reversal here on the offense where they're not going to be in as many shootouts as a result and, you know, takes away some of the offensive appeal or am I overthinking things? Yeah, I think I, I would, I wouldn't really look at it like that. I look, you know, they, if they could be more competent in offense where they're not turning it over, where they're making first downs, which they're keeping the defense off the field, which they could have leads of seven, ten points in the second half, I think that could bolster the the defense and where they could really get off the you know get off and try and get the quarterback strip sacks interceptions fumbles all of that kind of stuff as far as you know looking at it the other way I, I get what you're saying but I think you know I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it like that where I'm gonna not view Gibson and McLaurin as elite players because I think you know their their offense is not gonna need to score I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overthink it like that I'm gonna take more of the approach with the Washington football team with the way that you and I looked at Tampa Bay's defense last year where they're going to get maybe more of a of a competent offense keeping that elite defense off the field and really being able to put up big big numbers which is exactly what happened with Tampa's defense last year and uh, very well could happen with the Washington's defense this year. And I think you you know you look at the Washington defense as well uh, you know they're they're one of only two teams for defenses now, again, Chase Young's only been with the team one year. Uh, that is ranked in the top 10 in sacks in all five seasons. And at the same time, they've ranked in the top 10 in takeaways during that time frame. So they're only, only one of two defenses to have done that. So I think that's a that's a lot of appeal, appeal there. And they're going to get better as a defense. Uh, and they do a lot of things well. And, uh, you know, I guess, too, if they're behind a lot, as a defense, if, if the Washington offense is ahead, if they're in ahead of games, teams are going to have to take chances against Washington. And that gives them a lot of opportunities to do some damage from a fantasy perspective. So I, I think no question about it coming into the season. I think the Washington football team is a top five defense. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that. I think 
they're you know they with the if you combine the players and the ability that they have on defense now figuring that their offense is going to move the ball better and their defense will not be on the field as much you know when those two worlds meet it usually ends up with a very very good outcome all right. Awesome. Uh, Wiz, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this team. I think they're, you know, they've been hit with big fines. Uh, Daniel Snyder, we both don't like the owner, but nonetheless, I think the arrow is pointing up for the Washington football team. I do believe that they will give the Dallas Cowboys a run for their money, and they won the division last year, and I think they have every reason to think that they're uh, confident about their situation coming into the 2020 season, 21 season, excuse me. No question about it, and uh, I think the division was kind of like the laughing stock last year. But you know, if if Galladay and that Daniel Jones can can improve that offense for the Giants, and we figured Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, and the and uh, we were just talking uh, about the Washington Football Team, maybe that, you know that division will look a little bit better than it was last year. All right, Wiz. Well done as always. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, each and every week we will be putting out there are division capsules. We are five eighths of the way through coming up next, the NFC North. But Wiz, I'll wish you a good weekend uh, or a good rest of the week. We'll talk later in the week, excuse me. And uh, that will be the NFC North, which there's a lot to discuss in that situation. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers and what's going to be happening there. So, We will talk to you later in the week, Wiz, and have yourself a good evening. You as well. Thank you.